got it covered with cans of food, filtered water, and pictures of you. Cat. <laughs> That's the postal service because it's the <laughs> mail bag episode. Oh wow! Oh. Yeah, you can sleep any day in November. That's right. <laughs> this is obviously not a normal episode, right. as you've gathered by our kind of rambling and me not saying. Let me recap last episode real quick. You could recap the last mail bag, Kyle. <laughs> so the last mail bag. People send in questions. We answered them. We're doing it again because we're, we're doing it again. Tired, and we need a break. <laughs> yes, but yes, we stick do. around because uh, we do have a song planned for this episode, and we have some really exciting news for later on. So, yes. But for now, question time. Yeah, Ooh. let's get into it. We can uh, jump right in with L asking, "How are you all coping with the pandemic? Are we okay over there?" <laughs> and as best as we can. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say, yeah, we're all all right. Um, tired. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we're all thankful that we have a place that yep. we can isolate and do what we need to do. But I don't know. I feel like coping with the pandemic and stuff has been making bombarded. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Pretty much. Um, you know, work for me is taking some measures to make sure things are as safe as possible. And luckily, we're not open to the public where I work. Right. So it's kind of just me and a few other people. And uh, my work has you know, I don't really want to get into it because I'm a school teacher and yeah. it has been rough. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, I've got about 500 kids at my school. So, yeah. if that tells you anything, that's all you need to know. Yes. I guess. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> does. Yeah. And we live in Texas, if that tells you anything else. <laughs> so, yeah. um, Spurrier and I are both working from home. So Yeah, it's teaching from home. Accompanying doesn't really exist as a job right now, which right. is fine. I've been phasing yeah. it out anyways. Right. But yeah. And I've been designing from home and doing the show from home. So, it's been that. Not to start this uh, super fun mailbag episode right. with uh, such a great note. <laughs> Hey, you know, everyone out there is dealing with it the best they can. We hope that you're able to, you know, cope with it. However, it is you rough. cope with it. Yes. And hopefully there's a vaccine right around the corner. That's right. Or a corner or two. Yes. So. And we are still, you know, recording separately, but... Uh, We're all on Zoom right now. Oh, that's yeah. so fun. Anyways, um, <laughs> so at Kawhi writes, uh, writes uh, how do you guys stay consistently motivated and passionate to do the show? And uh, at Shoju K underscore art also asked a similar question. As artists, do you get creative burnout? And if so, how do you normally deal with it? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Uh, it's yeah. like doing the show has maybe helped me cope with being burned out always, mm-hmm. all the time. I don't really know. Like, do you guys have any, <laughs> any insight? I feel like I'm I'm kind of at the end of my energy capacity right now, which again is kind of why we're doing this mailbag. Cause like, yeah. it's, I mean, it's been fun and like we, we really enjoy doing it. And I really love like hanging out with you guys, obviously, and like making the story. But yeah. like, oh man, I just want to go to bed sometimes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I think Um, I I follow a lot of little different D&D social media things, so I get a little inspiration here and there on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, different areas, and uh, stuff like that really help with the, you know, at least get the gears turning. Uh, Creative burnout has been a real thing this past half year, all things considered. That uh, time jump that we did really kind of restoked the fire because I was getting to a point where I'm like, uh, how am I going to get to these things, the route that we're going? <laughs> yeah. Because I was really wanting to start rolling into exactly what we've rolled into. And 
Well, I mean, I'll save that for future questions. Right. But, you know, creative burnout's a real thing, and it's really hard to get past it. Uh, one thing that I've started to do recently is uh, I will work on something not Bombarded-related but still in the scope. I did this, I tweeted about this just the other day, where I sat down with the DM's guide and I rolled up some random encounter stuff, and now I'm kind of working on maybe a one-off, maybe just a short like campaign thing. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm just building. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to kind of just run parallel to the path that you're wanting to go to, because maybe eventually you'll find a through way back to where you want to be. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been nice, just like something to look forward to on the weekends. Like it gives all mm -hmm. of us a chance to kind of chat and see each other. Whereas like most things that I'm doing outside of work aren't happening right now anymore and I'm not really getting to see people. Yeah. So it's nice that we have like a pretty solid like, okay, I get to like see some of my friends every couple <laughs> weeks. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we spend time before recording the episode chatting and getting caught up with each other and that's always just a nice thing to look forward to. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm not going to like have to, I don't know, figure out. We're, we're still moving into our new house, and so oh there's God. like plenty of stuff to do around here. But <laughs> <laughs> it's also nice to be like, oh, no, I can't unpack this Saturday. Like, we have Oops. bombarded. Right, yeah. It's a convenient <laughs> excuse. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as far as like composing for the show goes, because it's just got to keep making stuff. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> I feel that so hard. Oh my gosh! It's, like, well, what am I gonna do? Not edit the yeah, show? Yeah, I was like, I there's got to be something. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, the two biggest things are um, illustrious composing professor in college, Dr. George B. Chave. Oh man, probably the biggest thing I took away. I mean, he taught us all sorts of things, but mm -hmm. he's like, you have to compose every day. You're mm -hmm. basically working out your mind. Yep. Yeah. And not everything you write is going to be life-changing or great. Some of it probably is actually going to suck, but you have to just keep creating stuff. And I think, <laughs> I mean, Bombarded has made me do that in ways that I haven't since I was in college. Yeah. You know, some days it's things like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, I've actually taken the, the chord dice and rolled them for backing tracks because I was just nice. stuck. And I was like, let's, okay, I have these parameters and something would come of it. And I think the only other thing that's just kind of weird is there have been so many times where it's like, oh, I don't like this piece. This is whatever. And then Goodrich tells me, like, this is the perfect fit for this <laughs> mood and vibe. And <laughs> yeah, really like, is. of course, it's that the pieces that I just, like, not hate, but yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, th I think it's just having a deadline and just forcing yourself to create every day, knowing that a few of them are going to be gems, which is kind of how the OST, like, right. albums work out. Like, can I find <laughs> two or three that are good? Yeah. And the other ones are just serving a purpose, basically. Yeah. Setting a mood, so I found with editing, like I just either get distracted by a million things, or I like sit down and I work for like five minutes, and then I like stand up and I need to like walk around or something. Mm -hmm. And I just yeah. I've had to accept that like that's just gonna be some days, and like I'll still edit, I will still sit there and force myself to listen to us blather on about bars and stuff, <laughs> and like get things going. But like other days, I'll sit down and edit for three hours, and it'll feel like nothing. And so I think it's just taking each of those kind of days in stride. And really, I think what's helped me a lot is if you can, like, go or look outside at the nature. Like, I really kind of take that <laughs> kind of razzle mentality. You druid. I'm telling oh, well. you, like, if you can, like, just change up your scenery a bit. Like, go outside, do something that you haven't done in a while, like yeah. read a comic book or go outside and just, like, look at trees or the sky. <laughs> 
and that's yeah. really helped. Um, yeah, and I'd say lastly, just for like the creative side, even though the Patreon, in a sense, has created more work, it's given us new ways to be creative and break yeah. up the mold. Yeah, like me writing custom compositions just to write a piece, and I've been given some very weird, in a good way, like topics <laughs> and styles and genres. I'm like, how can I mash these up? Or the um, doing the relay. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. been some of our most I don't know different and unique yeah. kind of stuff that we've ever made. <laughs> the relays so. have been interesting. Yeah. Anyways, well, moving on because we spent a lot. Yep. <laughs> spent a lot of time venting yeah, on there, our... There was a lot of meat on that one, like you said. Yeah, lots happened this Some year. Some of these will be quicker, so... Yes, but kind of going back into uh, making the show, so Cheryl asks, how are you handling recording in the pandemic and, like, maintaining sound quality? And at uh, uh, Vivku has asked, what instruments do we all have in our collection? At Terza H. Riley asks, what instruments do you know how to play but avoid playing? Goldberry asks, what instruments do you play? And Terry for Prez asks, best effects pedal, tech specs on recording equipment and all that. That kind of all rolls into the same thing, I feel like. Um, yeah. We're, like we said, recording remotely. So we all, when we get to the song part, we pause, we talk about it. Uh, more often than not, Spurrier or I, I'd say it's probably like 70-30 Spurrier. Spurrier, like a 70-30 split of Spurrier and then me like coming up with some sort of like harmonic backbone to what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll send it out and then like we'll kind of come up with lyrics, maybe 80-20 Spurrier. I don't know. I feel like you've been doing a lot of the the heavy (laughs) lifting. It just depends. Yeah, Yeah, it does. Um, So uh, and then like we'll kind of come up with a melody and then lyrics and then we kind of flesh out the structure. Um, For me, editing the show and like doing all that it takes to make the show right now, which is definitely... I think a little bit more of a challenge in some aspects and not in some because like it's easy for me now when I'm editing to just edit out people when they're talking and like you know someone else is talking or you know stuff like that like crosstalk and all that but I feel like a lot of that wouldn't happen if we weren't on Zoom so <laughs> there's a lot of you know oh is it oh, oh were you saying so? that oh, tiny oh, no, bit of lag really <laughs> adds a factor to <laughs> yeah, it yeah, yeah. As far as instruments go, my guitar, Sherry, is an Epiphone Sheraton II. Um, I also have a Fender American Stratocaster named Old Toby that I've only used like once or twice on the show. Toby's just kind of resting over on the side. Um, Waiting for the next show. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Oh, so sad. I should start using (laughs) Toby then. That's going to be a while, Toby. Um, Spurrier, you have... You're Nord, but it's basically all Logic samples. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as far as the show goes, yeah, if I was to name all the instruments I have. Like, <laughs> Everything. I have guitars and a mini Moog and a Hammond and an actual piano and an electronic drum set and a trombone. Right. I have my yeah. saxophone, but I haven't played that in forever. Is that one you might avoid playing? Hmm? Uh, I, hmm? I, is that one you avoid <laughs> playing? Oh, I mean, got it. I guess I've never so, heard yeah. you play it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish I had a tenor or a berry. I mean, I I love Charlie Parker and stuff, but like alto saxophone's never been like my favorite saxophone. I definitely love Barry the most, and you know if I was to get one, I would get a tenor. But yeah, I do definitely yeah. avoid it. I also don't have time to. Yeah, I was going to say the <laughs> avoidance and having time pretty much factors into right. all of these yeah. instruments. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. And Kyle, what's your bass? That Gibson bass EB thirteen. Nice. It's supposed to be like a remake of the old EB EB zeros or EB one. 
the old school Gibson. Right. He's got a couple bases. Yeah, I've got that. I've got a, it's called a Gremlin. It's a little three-quarter size junior base. It's pretty fun. I think I took that to uh, Gen Con. Oh, yes. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was oh, a fun one. Oh, yeah. That's well, Tina, yeah. your five-string. Yeah, I've got a five-string Schecter. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Tina's yeah. doing well. Yeah. I have <laughs> my mom's Alvarez acoustic guitar. Yep. I have an Alvarez acoustic, too. We have, uh, I have an Ibanez, and then I also have, I think, an Ibanez tenor ukulele. I can't remember. Yeah. I think that's an Ibanez. I have a drum kit. Uh, and the Alesis SR18 drum uh, <laughs> machine. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Pat. Um, I have a couple concert ukuleles. I have uh, all sorts of recorders. And yeah, the automaton. My bongos, you know. Yeah. A lot of random stuff from my classroom. Yeah. Just all sorts of weird stuff, so. And then as far as microphones <laughs> and, like, our voice and stuff, like, Allie and I record into a Shure SM7. Spurrier and Kyle record into an Electro Voice RE20. Uh, I've thank mm-hmm. you, patrons. Thanks, patrons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's also how this remote recording is functioning as well. Sure. As is. True. So. Yeah, we've been able to set up some really good uh, sound uh, proofing equipment over in Allie and I's house. Yeah, get some better gear. Yep. We've that audience we just got. Yeah, yeah. interface. Okay, so at Dark Mr. Cat asks, do you have any pre-recording habits like rolling dice to get out the bad rolls, specific drinks or snacks, etc.? Uh, I always drink peppermint tea with honey because it helps my voice. I always like to cry in the shower with my clothes on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I do get super anxious and I have to like work out my anxiety still. I feel like we do that when we chat beforehand too, just to kind of yeah, get, get that kind of helps a little mm-hmm. bit. That's kind of a whole thing is like, yeah, we spend maybe a good hour yeah. before we actually hit record. It's true. Yep. The, it helps. the tea, yeah, for the most part, tea, getting my drinks all together. Right. Um, I like to get my area all set up with my dice. I don't roll a lot, but I do have like three 20-sided dice, so I just have to like choose one for the day. Yeah. Right. I generally a Topo Chico because you got to. Yeah. And I don't roll in any of my dice, but because of my just nature, I have to get all my dice set up in the right order with their maximum value facing up. Nice. Ah, so, let them yeah. charge up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're they're all gaining power. So yeah. the lining up of the uh, planets or something. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, at Katasaurus, hey Katas, asks, what's your favorite hey, part? Of, <laughs> what's your favorite part of working on a new episode? Uh, honestly, if I'm being totally honest, like I. <laughs> I like talking to you guys before we record the episode. <laughs> I don't know. Like right now, like what Ali said is so true. Like I look forward to that so much just because we don't get to hang out. Like I mm-hmm. love recording the show and I love like laughing along, coming up with ridiculous things and like making music and stuff. But like, I don't know. It just makes me feel like we're back at shows, you know, like yeah. doing the Lindby yeah. thing, hanging out and practicing and stuff. Well, we spend all week like on text threads. Like right. our, yeah. our text threads are nuts. I'll get done with a day of teaching and have like, 35 messages <laughs> and sometimes yeah. it'll be about bombarded sometimes it just like goes off the rails onto weird stuff yeah. Yeah. but like we spend all week yeah. talking to each other through text and so it's nice to like come back together and be like so like, what's up <laughs> so what's up did you guys see the new Animaniacs that was pretty great yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> watch the Mandalorian great. mine's just you know some of the like the weird goofs we get into I think yeah. just like giggling through stuff or just having to like take a moment like oh my god like what just happened that was nuts okay and then continuing so just kind of like playing that improvised part of it where it's like okay this has nothing to really do with the storyline let's just be weird and see where that goes and that's always 
really fun. I like working off the curveballs that you throw at me every time. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, and it's fun. And also that and, uh, you know, if I have an NPC planned or something, I get to explore that and, like, come up with a voice or whatnot and kind of flesh them out a little bit more. Yeah. i just always very curious um, what's going to happen when we roll, especially for the drums, because uh, right? that's such a determining factor. It's like, what weird puzzle are we going to have to solve to make work creatively? Uh, but I think definitely the other two aspects that have been said already would be at the top of my chart. So Gotcha. Well, moving right along, so we have so many questions, and we're trying to get <laughs> yeah, to all of them. Some of you said in multiples, we're trying to do at least one or two, maybe. So, yeah. Uh, But yeah, we're already so far in, we've only answered a few. So uh, kind of pertaining to the system we're all in and whatnot, uh, at Dave underscore McGee. Hey, David, what's up? Uh, Hi, Dave. Uh, he asks, uh, what established 5e adventure would you most want to play or run if you're Kyle as Chaos Sauce? And Lucas asks a similar question. Have you considered doing a different role-playing game like Monster of the Week or Call of Cthulhu? And at Tempest underscore six asks, have you guys looked at the new D&D book and do you have any plans to implement any of the new rules? Kyle, you had mentioned that last question earlier, and the answer was Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Yeah, uh, possibly. Um, I, you know, we're so far into it, and yeah, I don't know if introducing anything new will really play into it. I mean, probably, maybe. Uh, you know, as far as like the new colleges or you know subclasses that they have in there. Maybe not the spells. Yeah, I'll open up the spells that are included in Tasha's to y'all. Y'all can add those in if you want to. I've always said anything that is published is fair game. Right. So I guess yes is, Maybe. is uh, <laughs> what I'm saying. So, But what about a different role-playing game? I, I, ha- I have the Call of Cthulhu book. I have some cyberpunk books. I mean, You have every cyberpunk book. I have like book. almost every <laughs> cyberpunk book, which we will play at some point. Uh, that That is going to happen. Got to be the rockers. That's going to be a patron thing probably first. Um, we haven't yeah. really talked too much about like beyond this campaign, though. Um, no, nah, not quite. It's still the majority of our time yeah. and effort. So. Well, and what 5e adventure would you want to play? If we're sticking with 5e. Definitely not Tomb of Annihilation. I definitely (laughs) wouldn't run that one again. uh, I still haven't finished it with my Thursday night group. Hopefully we'll get there someday. But uh, if I were to do one, I I really enjoyed the Icewind Dale, like isometric games that Black Isle put out back in the day for PC. Mm, So I would probably do Rime of the Frost Maiden. I think that one looks really cool. Not to mention, I just, I like the idea of trudging through the unending cold. And, uh, you know. (laughs) You live in Texas. So that's easy. I live in Texas, so I just want it. I just want the snow. Get it where you can. Uh, Yeah. Right. Uh, Well, cool. Yeah. At Terza H. Riley on Twitter asks, uh, we know Yashi's new to romance, but do Razzle and Randy have a dating history? So really getting into character stuff now, I guess. Here we go. Uh, Spurrier uh, for Randy? Uh, I mean, I'd say with Randy's upbringing, the Nowhere Man, there's no time for romance and such things. You, You have tasks and training and you know, all that kind of stuff. Sure. So for Randy, it's still kind of new too. And his potential love is lost in a different dimension at this point. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not really. Like, you could go back. It would just be yeah, dangerous. <laughs> so, well, and I would say for Razzle, like, you know, it was definitely there, here and there in Mount Tain, but... Razzle's still kind of figuring things out, like with all the stuff that he went through in the mountain and then like out in the forest and stuff. He's kind of maybe in the same camp as Randy. Like if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, that's cool too. But especially right now with like the news that Razzle has to deal with Mm -hmm. about, you know, prophecies and whatnot. 
that's definitely at the forefront and everything else has kind of taken a backseat. So bigger fish to fry. Right. And just like yeah. I would say maybe just wasn't as interested in the mountain, was focused on smithing and stuff too. But I mean it's still open, so we shall see. Well, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Um at the Omni Nerd ass. Hopefully that was good. I don't know. <laughs> I hope I, I mean, it's your question. You know it's true. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Um at yeah. the Omni Nerd asks, I recently bought a Hammond organ, which got me wondering if Randy's organ was more like a tiny portable version of something like a Hammond or if it was more like a tiny pipe organ. I think I used to imagine it as a little according with pipes coming out the top, but I can't remember if you guys actually described it or just left it to our imagination. I think the imagination yeah. part, because we always, because you know, there's been so many different amazing versions of it in fan art. Uh, I mean, for me personally, with it, but again, I think it's still left up to uh, your guys' thoughts on it. But uh, for me personally, I would kind of imagine if like a Hammond and like a Moog had a child with maybe like some tiny little pipes in it or something, yeah. but just with like lots of <laughs> levers and dials and switches and lights and all that kind of stuff, given all of its magical abilities. So, I would say yeah. maybe two ranks because like we have definitely reasoned, you know, having multiple synth sounds or s- keyboard sounds in the songs. Right. So. I mean, if not multiple ranks, then definitely multiple zones the right. way the Nord does. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just being able to break up the keys. So yeah. Fair. Uh, well, Elysium asks, which bard is the best chef in and which member of Chaos Sauce is the best chef? Oh. I would say Yashi, probably. And probably Ali in real life, too. Yeah, so, so I would probably. say so, yeah. 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 I would say for Yashi, it's probably like, you know, she's really good at like smoking meats, makes a mean sauce. Right. I don't know. I don't know if she's <laughs> going to be like, <laughs> she's no Alto Brown. Yeah. She's no Clark, Clark Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Yeah. <laughs> but like, she can probably make like some mean, I don't know, yeah. fantasy brisket. <laughs> Fair. So Brayden and Tony ask pretty much the same thing. If there was another reality where the bards were different multi-classes, what would they be? Go, go, go. Quick answers. How Ooh. do we know there isn't? Oh! oh! Uh, <laughs> I think for Yashi, though, she really loves the barbarian life. Yeah. You know, knocking skulls. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> out there. <laughs> Busting chops. Getting out yeah. there, punching through walls like a true Kyle. Uh, thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, but uh, <laughs> I always thought it'd be fun to be like a cleric, um, just to like be a little more helpful sometimes instead of just getting into scraps. Oh, that's fair. Um, but also being able to like, you know, lay down some muscle if I need to. And be helpful. So, yeah. Cool. I'd say Razzle would maybe be a monk. Just like kind of doing the magic bit still, but kind of being quieter and off by himself maybe a little bit more. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that or maybe just Druid. I, I can't like separate Razzle and Druid stuff. But maybe yeah. just Druid. That's not the question. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, That's not an option. Just stop being a bard. Yeah. Well, what about Randy? Uh, I think since Randy's had a taste of the wizard magic uh, from Eddie. Um, well, I wouldn't be a wizard, though. I think I would be a sorcerer. Uh, so, like, mm. the magic is from within. And then yeah. I'd have, like, the dragon bloodline as my origin. Mm. Oh. So then, like, I'd be part symbol and part <laughs> dragon. Uh, and it would be so cool. Dang. Yeah. If I were to do one, uh, I would definitely say I would have taken Tabitha a bard monk route as well. Oh, see? Mm. Hang out with Razzle. See? That sounds awesome. Tabitha and yeah. Razzle hanging out. So. Yeah, totally. I would have I probably taken her, like, the elemental monk route so I could do some sweet bender action or something. Oh, or, yeah. Yes. Try to play into that realm. <laughs> oh, totally. Okay, yeah. Razzle would be an earthbender for sure. So yeah. So there you go. Maybe or maybe water. I don't know. Still gets back to nature. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Elizabeth asks, "What music genre would you like to try 
but haven't. Uh, metal. Metal. <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we've, we've tried a lot. Yeah, I can't really think mm-hmm. of one. I would really like to write another just like straight ahead jazz, you know, number, like just like a standard, basically. To play a bit with time. Yeah. Wait for the end of the episode? I was going to say. Because <laughs> <laughs> we haven't, you know, well, we'll just see. So <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't say ska. We haven't really done anything ska like. Oh, yeah. Think. That's, that's true. Okay, I changed my answer to ska because I would, I, would be I would be all over. <laughs> That. I think it'd be cool. We'd have we'd have we'd have to learn a lot about it and do it, but to like try something that uses like a different tuning system or some weird counting or just something that we haven't really delved into because we so yeah. you know our training is so backed in like the Western theory um, yeah. to like branch out and try something from a different part of the world and wrap our brains around that could be pretty yeah. fascinating for sure. Yeah. Cool. yeah, I pretty much agree with all those. I don't know. Okay. We've dipped our toes here and there in a lot of different things. So. Um, well, why don't we go over to Kyle's corner? Hey, you know what's up? Welcome to my corner. This is the part of the mailbag where we uh, ask questions directed towards me, a DM dungeon maestro, Goodrich, fire him at me. Okay. Well, here's this uh, real quick. <laughs> Y'all weren't expecting that, were you? No. That came out of nowhere. Oh, no, no, I'm so afraid. Uh, at Bombarded Simp asks, do werewolves exist in Algar? And do the two moons, Thamarcells and Brubeck, provide different powers depending on which moon you transform with? Please, Kyle, Ooh. enlighten us. They will now. Oh, that's all you need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, no. I, I like that a lot. So I uh, hadn't really thought anything about it. I haven't, you know, there's so many things as a DM that I want to do. Yeah. Not cliche or tropey things, but they are cliche and tropey kind of arcs. When we first started, I thought about, okay, I could do something with a vampire. Okay, I could do something with, like, ghosts and, huh. you know, kind of those typical things. So if I were to do something with werewolves, uh, yeah, the two different moons would have, I don't know what they would be, but... Stay tuned, in other words. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Maybe I'll work it into a one-off. We'll see what there we can go. do there. But good question. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, at Shattered Human asks, is Conway Tweedy back to being a burb? Oh, no. You guys need to go back and rescue him. Kyle. Yes, he is. All right, moving on. (laughs) Easy enough. Uh, Evan asks, I'm sure everyone is also curious about how much the time loop helped out uh, the planned narrative versus how much rewriting it may have required. And um, we also had kind of a similar question from a couple people about the time loop, uh, asking about uh, from Marianne, uh, without giving anything away, how would the structure of what the bards be doing now different? You know, whether or not we had succeeded in the time jump song. Oh, spoilers, by the way, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Do you have to do a lot of reconfiguring? And uh, Art by Cameron asks, you know, how far in advance did you know we were going to go back in time? Is that something that just happened? You seemed very prepared, Kyle, which, yes, we definitely agree with that. Yeah. But, yeah, so all the time questions. Kyle with the time skip of, of course like I said there are a lot of things that I've wanted to do with this show uh, the d- messing with time is one of them and I wasn't sure how I was going to do it because you know there's there's the Groundhog Day there's the Back to the Future you know there's so many different ways you can approach time travel and I wasn't sure how I was going to do it until the song had been finished for that episode and I heard it and I was like, this is my chance. (laughs) This is my opportunity right here. So honestly, like I didn't have to restructure anything as far as writing goes because I have like the overarching like story, like figured out like where it's going to go, what's going to happen or, but I don't know how we're going to get there because I leave that up to you three, especially now you're steering the narrative and uh, all I'm doing is really reacting with things that I've put into place. 
So um, I really haven't had to restructure or rewrite anything. Honestly, the time travel bit, jumping back, propelled the plot forward a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which it, and I had to figure out a bunch of things. Like you know, I knew, I knew before the time jump that yes, the Lyarians. Oh, spoilers here. The Lyarians had been banished here because they had done something wrong. They did some. They did a bad, bad thing. I didn't know what that was, but once we'd done the time travel, I was like, okay, well, this is the thing. Like, Oh, uh, interesting. That's when I came up with it. I was like, okay, well, now I have this thing that I can use, and I can implement it into the reason why the Lyarians were banished from their people and left here, and it's because they did what the Bards just did. And so that's why Symbol was like, dude, don't do that. (laughs) I mean, I had a few hours to plan for it and prep for it, and... I was really hoping that it would go that way, and luckily enough, yeah, rolling that one was probably the best thing that's happened to me in a long time. <laughs> well, so kind of, you know, going along with the second part of that question, if we had have succeeded, all that stuff you would have written just save for another day? Would you have, like, kept an eye oh, out yeah. for us mentioning time again in a magic song? And just Maybe. Okay. Maybe not. I don't, I, you know, I don't really know. It's hard to say. Because really, I mean, the, the storyline was definitely going in the vein of what was going to happen with Io and uh, his group of hooligans. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I wasn't even sure exactly how far that rabbit hole was going to go. Right. Um, I was also planned for some stuff with Alola because... Goodrich, you were getting in on the whole mascot action, and right. like that's kind of out the window at this point. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could probably still use parts of it, but honestly, you know, there's a lot of like meat on some of the bones yeah. of my story dinner. Right. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, because I've been wondering all that stuff too, and I've been wanting it. We did kind of talk about it a little bit afterwards, but yeah. we knew we were probably going to do a mailbag at some points. So but we were all just like, Kyle, why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, moving right along, Bep Beep asks. Uh, so, you know how when the bards were in the discordant fields and we took the stuff from the trees and everything, if the bards were to go back to the discordant fields, would the schematics and the other stuff that we took still be there in this timeline or would it be gone? And this has big implications, Kyle, for yeah. <laughs> for the story. Uh, so. this, this is something, yeah, seeing this question and thinking about it, I'm like, man, I got decisions to make. Right. Um I'm not a theoretical physicist, I guess, so yes. I'm not sure yes. exactly what the right answer is. You better become one pretty quick, Kyle. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so with the time jump and Randy and Joby and all that, like, Rhiannon had Joby. Randy didn't. When the time jump happened, Randy replaced past Randy, who had Joby, right. but because present Randy didn't have Joby, Joby just gets wiped. Right. Yeah, <sighs> because, like, past Rhiannon's not going to have Joby. Right, yeah. But with stuff that we have in our person that exists on its own that yeah. we're not replacing. So things like the schematics or like Yashi's spoon from Alfric or the, the music, music box, box that you yeah. found in the tomb. I'd say that there's you know copies of that. Or you have a copy or it is the ah. copy. Or they're both originals. It's just ones from a different time stream, which I guess these are diverting timelines at this point. So I guess we'll mm. need to find out very quickly who the other <laughs> staticky figures are because, <laughs> yeah. uh-oh, <laughs> yeah. we could have multiplied bad. Yeah. Um, all right, well, Steph asks, uh, Kyle, what NPCs would you like to involve in the story more if you got the opportunity? And Dark Mr. Cat also asks, like, 
Who would you want to like interact with more? Would you want us to interact with more? Basically, which NPC, Kyle, would you like to spend a little bit more time with? Get to know a little bit more. Oh, I mean, I love playing Orphel. Like, <laughs> okay. that's just a treat to get to do because <laughs> it's kind of just me with Steven Universe's dad's voice. Right. Well, so at Rushing Roulette asks, who's your favorite NPC to play? So same yeah i'd probably say i i've enjoyed every aspect of getting to play orfell at times just because he's laid back you know not too much going on and you get to talk to Allie. <laughs> oh yeah exactly <laughs> so i mean I, I really hope that we get to a point where i can introduce more of delarim and oh have them more involved uh in what's going on <laughs> so, which, I mean, they're involved in what's going on, but it's very behind the scenes at the moment. Yeah. Uh, we've only gotten a couple glimpses into that, but I'm really excited about feeding into that NPC and that antagonist. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, well, speak for yourself, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> and uh, when do you think that might happen, Kyle? When the... oh? oh. Probably like in the future. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Todd asks, why were Chaos Sauce able to scry on Alfric, but not Symbol? Uh, well, so uh, there is a mechanic to scrying, which uh, did little secret rolls and whatnot to see uh, if the targets that they had scried on. Of course, a lot of the people that y'all scried on, you were familiar with to an extent, like Randy was familiar with uh, Rhiannon. You had her staff. So like that's already, like I think, a negative nine or more to her save. Right. So mm. it's like, well, you're going to have a hard time with that. Now, we found out later that the music box was tied to symbol you didn't know the music box was symbol so you didn't know who you were scrying on so symbol uh, had a better chance to save against it than anyone else has so far like with alfric you knew it was alfric's note you knew you were trying to scry on alfric so he had some negatives as well to his save so a lot of them just worked out really well to where they had so many negatives it was unlikely that they were going to be able to save in comparison to what happened with symbol since you didn't know who you were scrying on. Right. Good to know. Fair. That's the best answer I got <laughs> <Right>. for you. <laughs> look, up the, look up the scrying spell on uh, on D&D Beyond, and it lists out all the positives and negatives that go into actually scrying, which... Right. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, Zalmia asks, uh, for Goodrich and Kyle, what's our process for preparing a session campaign? Do you start with a concept and build out, create an outline, uh, so on and so forth? Now that we're 60 episodes in, any tips for not getting stumped? Uh, <laughs> not getting stumped? Uh, sure, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I do an outline format. I think about the points that I want to hit, where I hope to be at the end of the episode. That usually never happens, by the way. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I outline, I plan for certain NPCs, what the P NPC motive is, right. and then I just let the bards loose on that, and I freewheel it based off of... Yeah. It's very reactionary. And, and it kind of <laughs> it does kind of suck for a one-off, because it's like, it we all... It's so bad. I know, because we all have to be real, and are like... And that's like you hear it when you listen to the Taz live shows how Griffin is so stressed because he's like you know we have an hour to like make something li like usable right like I don't want to put you on rails but, but please like, just follow yeah. the tracks like, like lean on me please yeah, <laughs> because I'm not strong yeah <laughs> um, not at all so yeah so it's different but yeah it was just like there are locations I needed people to be so that certain things could happen and mm -hmm. then getting there I can only do so much before it becomes like an actual problem but thankfully for me like it 
more or less kind of went the direction I was hoping. We did have to make it two episodes, which I didn't. That happened with my first one off. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Well, the last uh, Kyle's Corner question comes from Micah, and it is, are Symbol and Mitch a thing? If so, can we expect the Bards to take a break from adventuring and go to a wedding? Um, I answered a tweet about this uh, just the other day, and in the BH1 Behind the Magic, it is alluded to that Mitch and Symbol were a thing at some point. However, uh, currently, they are not an item. They were involved romantically at some point, but they have decided that their relationship is better suited as close, confident friends. Right. So they have they have a very uh, fraternal love for each other. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Well, uh, thanks, Kyle. We'll now exit your corner and go to the more... This is the exit of Kyle's oh. corner. We're going to go back to the regular questioning now, brought to you by Nicholas P. Goodrich. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, Katie Sherman asks, could you discuss the process you go through to get such amazing art for your album covers? Do we go through many iterations and sketches and all that? Uh, yeah, I can do that pretty quick. Basically, yeah. we hit up the artist. We tell them <laughs> what Bombard it is and what we're needing, album art and whatnot, so forth. The way that we've kind of structured it is that the Chaos Sauce volumes like feature our characters prominently, and then the OST features like a location. And I think that's worked out really nicely because mm-hmm. of, you know, the Chaos Sauce is the songs we make, and the OST are like the songs for the locations we've been in. Uh, so basically, I send... Each artist for the Chaos Sauce album, I've since like day one, I've sent them all the same description of the characters, which is like very basic D&D, like they do this, they do that. Um, They're a half-orc who has these mallets and a barbarian bard and so forth. Um, Usually for the OSTs, I'll send them like some of the track sprayers maybe made that are rough and I'll send them time stamps of like here's you know a good example of when we were in this location that we're hoping to get and all that and that usually has helped tremendously with like hearing what it sounds like and the description Kyle has of it usually helps really a lot yeah. uh, not a ton of iterations uh, all the artists we've worked with have been really great and they usually nail it they'll send us usually yeah. like two or three different mock-ups really and if you're you know on the patreon you get to see what those look like and what we could have chosen and maybe should have chosen uh who knows but but yeah so they'll send us you know two or three different sketches of what they're thinking and we'll pick one and uh, i would say probably the most frequent revision is taking shoes off of randy uh, usually, usually the artist to pick Randy with some sort of footwear, and it's always like, well, you know, we've always imagined him as a little Hobbit feller, Randy. Trademark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Halfling. Um, Halfling. Time to get yep. sued. So they they send us a sketch. Uh, we you know go for whatever, and then they color it, do all the lines, and uh, turns out, and yeah, usually it's pretty quick. So the end. <laughs> um, there it is. There it is. Uh, Ajir asks, what would Kyle and the Bards want to say to a fledgling DM and musician? Practice. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> for the for the musician, definitely practice yeah. and uh, talk to other musicians. Yes. Listen. Listen to music. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, pay attention to little things and, you know, something stands out to you. Like, I, I swear <laughs> I hear the lick in so many things now. I mean, someone was asking me about this on Twitter recently and mm-hmm. if I was to like just take I think the things I feel the most broken recordy about when I'm teaching and not in a bad way because just you have to reiterate these things until they sink in it took me literally decades to follow my own advice is that one you can't go too slowly 
It's like if you're going to the gym, you start with the five pound weight, not the 50 pound weight. Yeah. That's a slow tempo versus a fast tempo. If you can do it slow, I guarantee you, you can do it fast, but not the other way around. Yep. And then secondly, it's impossible to break things down too small. Like if you have to work on literally like two beats of music to get it right, awesome. And yeah. run mm-hmm. it into the ground. It doesn't take five times to learn it. It takes like 40 or 50. Yeah. And with a tiny little section like that, that's feasible rather than playing a piece 50 times in a row. If you can do those two things, Almost anything becomes possible in terms yeah. of learning stuff. Yeah. Some things I've learned just like if you can sing it first or if you have like a better understanding of it orally or in your own voice, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's easier to figure it out or like hear when you're not doing it quite, you know, if you're trying to tune or something on an instrument where you control some of the tuning, then that that's really helpful. So like with my students, before I ever put them on instruments for a song, like we add lyrics to it and we sing through it in multiple different ways. That way it's like very um, like cemented, cemented and internalized in their ear. And then when we put it on the instrument, it's so much easier for them to figure it out. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Kyle for a DMing, fledgling DM. As a DM, uh, you know, read read other people's adventures. Start off with that. Uh, if you're trying to get inspiration for your like home, homebrew stuff, definitely don't be afraid to uh, you know lean on what you know. Because if there's a storyline or some kind of you know narrative thread that you're familiar with, you can weave that thread into a different tapestry and get. It's kind of like a magic eye picture. Mm-hmm. You're you're seeing a lot of the same patterns, but a different picture will emerge nice. once you put them all together. I definitely recommend just play as much as you can. Uh, you know, practice through like combat encounters. Like you know, if you have your character sheets, you can simulate combat and the possibility of what could happen. You know, and that's you know that's if you have the time for that kind of stuff for sure. Yeah. But uh, you know, people want a moment to shine, uh, yeah. and which is really important is to find those moments where. Where each of your players can shine because everyone at the table deserves attention, even you, the DM, because your fun is as important as the players. Nice. That's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Well, Adam asks, uh, did you start the podcast knowing you all would engage in some music theory education, or was it something you decided to add after you kicked things off? I think we did know that we I wanted. I wouldn't have done it if we didn't. Oh, right. Yes. All right. Moving no on. No music theory. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. What am I doing with my time? Uh, yeah. Goldberry asks, is Lindby a jazz band? Sometimes, kind, kind of, of. Can sure. be. depends on what gig we're playing. Yeah, depends on what we roll yeah. off for the drums now. So uh, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Shepherd O One asks, "What would be your go-to order at our dubs?" And maybe let's answer as ourselves, since our characters kind yeah. of have already been there. So want to get spicy demon <laughs> wings? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> so, I would maybe get like not those, but like whatever the spiciest thing on the menu is, is what I ooh. would get. Because I'm I'm all for okay. like spicy wing challenges. I love them. So just sans demon, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like to keep my soul, please. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, fine. yeah. yeah. or your butt, or my butt. <laughs> or <Yeah. both. laughs> <laughs> I tend to lean not so spicy. Like uh-huh. regular buffalo wings are probably about as hot as I'll go. So I like a nice garlic parm mm, or a yes. tasty like nice. tangy barbecue. Right. So I would be looking at the like non-spicy things. And of course, maybe some sides, like some fun appetizers. Macaroni. Ma- yeah. Like little fried macaroni balls. Yeah, fried macaroni. I think me and Yashi can agree the sides often make the meal. Right. Fair. I mean, all those are good. <laughs> Spicy's great. Uh, I've always liked the kind of lemon pepper 
kind of vibe. Mm, yeah. um, nice. That or maybe some sort of awesome Asian-inspired sauce or something. Nice. Uh, so one of those two. I'd probably go with uh, something like a Caribbean jerk. I like a little bit of spice and uh, some like good flavor to it. So, which I guess in Beats Art would be Tropicalia jerk. So, yeah. So <laughs> kind of, yeah. Yeah. So, right. um, but yeah, yeah, Caribbean jerk or a definitely like you know a very very spicy Asian uh, flavor would be a good one to go to as well. Something nice. to get your mouth all numb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, sesh, yeah, yeah. That's if I'm power. feeling my mouth, it's not doing yeah. it. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Lagati Works asks between rounds one and two of your travel and connections, what will you miss and what do you want to redo and what do you want to do differently. Uh, Meaning I, like time the time travel? skip, yeah, like yeah, between okay. before mm-hmm. the time skip and after. Um, oh boy! I mean, I'm, I really do want to see where this thing goes with Gareth. Like, I want to see if we can kind of turn him to a confidant, kind of. Like, I don't know. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard with like how we do episodes and like how many things we have going on and like what becomes the focus of an episode. Like all these little things that like what uh, Allie did recently where it's like, well, I assume during this travel I've been talking to Tabitha, you know, like I kind of regret not saying, oh, and Razzle's been calling Gareth, you know, and cultivating that friendship. And I guess I could retcon that, but I don't know. It seems like the moment's passed, but um, yeah, I do. I do want to see kind of what happens with Gareth. I feel like we didn't get to see enough Gareth in the first part and I, I would like to, <laughs> I guess, me yeah. as Goodrich. Yeah. I, it's really funny. I did like, oh, he's going to be a rival and it's like, it's not really even that. Uh, yeah. like, I had a lot of ambition <laughs> starting <laughs> off this show. And did. I'm just like, wow, I'm not going to be able to do a lot of the things I thought I was going to be able to. Right. He's a good at-home rival. He comes back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You come back and he's waiting for you like, yeah. oh, you're back. I hate you. Yeah. And we're like small potatoes like when you've battled an illithid. And right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like the whole world's after you, but you know, Gareth. Whatever. <laughs> um, so I felt like real bad after like I got mad at Orfell and like pretty much told him off on the Ira Glass. Right. I mean, like I felt like it needed to happen, but now that Yashi knows what's up, I think like if he tells her about stuff again, she'll take the news much better and be like, okay, dad. Right. Dad, okay. So, <laughs> um, and then I don't know, like I loved getting Sandy and I don't know what's going to happen there and I'm real sad about it yeah but i might try to get her again i'm just not sure how yeah so planes will be made well like <laughs> not as much can be said for zill i guess we'd have like yeah that. i'm not no. sure <laughs> just show up in the under you know the underdark and just kill a gill and be like all right let's find a wizard melvin where <laughs> yeah, you at yeah oh <laughs> yeah. god oh, sorcerer <laughs> yeah, man. yeah what would melvin do to a gill oh uh, melvin could would, do a lot it yeah. wouldn't be a zill <laughs> and i almost want to backtrack to the npc question and say i wish i could do more with melvin oh, sorry yeah. Yeah. <laughs> melvin and finger bones yeah, yeah please ah, man finger bones yeah. fancy like they team up and they have their he's own he's never gonna show. be a better musician now because y'all have <laughs> on there if we ever do a spinoff <laughs> we told splash to call him so that's on you oh, yeah. Kyle, I guess, to have your NPCs hang out. I guess I'll roll to see if that happened. Um, Yeah. I mean, obviously Zill, and then beyond that, Joby and the Dreamforge. Right. Those are the big ones. Mm, Uh, I guess as far as positives go, I guess I'm glad that Randy's family isn't going to be hunted, at least as of now. Right. Um, That's a good point. Yeah. So, yeah, (laughs) we didn't destroy all the defenses of the entire city. Um, so yeah, but definitely miss Dreamforge and Joby and Zill. So. Uh, Kyle, anything that you're, you're sad about? No. <laughs> okay. Moving it on. It is what it is. Um, all right. Well, Captain Bex asks, 
Uh, if you had a glutton's fork, which is an item from Taz, I believe, right? Yes, it is. Okay, if you had a glutton's fork and could use it to eat any instrument, ignore the size rule, which would it be, and what do you think it would taste like? I 100% want to know what my guitar tastes like, and I have no idea what that would be. <laughs> so huh. I feel like something with like a bright flavor, just because it's like a natural finish, and I feel... Like, but Sherry sounds so mellow, though. Like, has such a smooth tone. So maybe it's like a oatmeal cream pie. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Maybe like key lime pie. Ooh, yeah, key lime pie or carrot cake. That sounds good. I'll go with that. (laughs) That's my answer. Nice. Those are two very different textures. Well, I don't. I'm also biting into a guitar, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, everything's cake. We know that. Right. Yeah. Right. So fair. I think I would probably either eat a French horn or a cello. Just because timbre-wise, I think those are my two favorite timbres, like in the world when played well, right? Especially a yeah, French yeah. horn, right? And a French horn, I think, would be. It's not that it really helps. I just did, like imagine like what gold or silver would taste like, but in a good way. I guess you had some synesthesia going on. You can just eat a bunch of gold flakes and just tell us. Yeah, there you gold go. Schlager. That tastes yeah. like nothing. Yeah, there you exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I kind of kind of going off of that route. I think that a cello would be like a really nice kind of bourbon or something, Ooh. just so like yeah. woody and smooth and spicy and beautiful. Nice. So yeah. I I would also go with cello. It's also one of my favorite instruments. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful. I've been teaching my my second graders about strings this week, and so we've been listening to a lot of like Yo Yo Ma and stuff. It's nice. Anyway, so, uh, so it's like, <laughs> um, but yeah, cello would be delicious. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, trying maybe some instruments from different cultures, Ooh. like um, the tabla, maybe yeah. would be like a Ooh, tasty yeah. percussion to try. Just like what is, you know, is there a difference between the little like like black dot in the middle versus like the rest of the right. <laughs> or what, you know? I'd probably I'd probably want to try a bassoon. Oh. Mm. oh. Seems like it'd be a delicious instrument. I like this question a lot. This, yeah, is, this, this is, is a good this question. Is a very good, <laughs> this is a good question. Good. Yeah. Um, what would it taste like to me though? Probably like I would imagine it'd be like a really nice like hard cheese. Mm. Oh, you're totally yeah. right. You're absolutely 100% right I, you know, about that. Something that go well with like a good red wine. I get you know? it. Uh-huh. I get like, especially after the se- hearing the sound, like I like yeah, that pop, pop, a pop, lot. Pop, pop, yeah. I am cheese. Eat me up. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, okay. Well, Rachel asks, the theme song is such a jam. Were there any particular pieces or songs that inspired it? It's about your cat. Right? Yeah, the yeah. only thing that inspired it was my cat Pepper, or Allie and my cat Pepper. Yeah. yeah. Our little so. tuxedo cat. Yeah. It was originally going to be called Black Pepper. Right. His name yeah. is Pepper. And yeah. then it turned into, we were like, we need a theme song. Anyone got anything? I was like, well, I've got this weird thing. Yeah. So we had a whole like project where we were all going to write songs about our cats. Right. It was going to yeah. be a little album or something, but... Then Lindby wasn't a thing anymore. Right. <laughs> All right. So Trey asks Yashi, what is your favorite spoon? Or Allie, what is Yashi's favorite spoon? Or however you oh, like boy. to. Oh, um, boy. Okay. So I've got that fancy spoon that says Yashi on it from uh-huh. um, Alfred's tree. Right. So that one's pretty special. <laughs> is this, wait, this is like Yashi's favorite spoon. Right, okay. Because right, right. I do have a favorite spoon in my life, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I think Yashi has like her first spoon with her. Uh-huh. And it's like a keepsake because it was like a spoon that her mom fed her with when she was little. Aww. So she's got like a little, an actual little spoon. Aww. Was it the <laughs> first spoon you ever stole as Yashi? 
Maybe. Oh, you know, maybe I stole it from my mom. Yeah. And that's why, like, she liked spoons and I was like, this one's mine. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so funny you chose spoons because, like, growing up, my mom had a spoon collection from when we'd go on vacations and stuff. Oh, man. She I remember had. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember that. Yeah, I don't know why I landed on spoons. Maybe it was partly that, honestly. Huh. You like soup? I do like I, things that are spooned. Like I do like to eat with spoons. Something about shoveling lot. food. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah fair. I can get behind that. Um, but well, yeah, that's uh, those are the ones. All right, that's fair. Uh, another question from Nito: Can Razzle lick his elbow? Uh, well, I'm going to say no, but he could just <laughs> transform into an animal and lick his elbow <laughs> that way. I guess. Yeah, you can. Sure. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I can't either. Can any of you? I don't think so. I knew a dude in high school who could do it. Okay, I can't. I can't uh, even get close. So Yeah, yeah no. no I, not for me. Nope. Yasmin asks, if you guys ever finish this campaign, which I hope doesn't happen anytime soon, Kyle winks, who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wink. Uh, do you have any plans for maybe a spinoff or another campaign set in the same world? Or more or less, and uh, L asked a similar question. Basically, after this campaign's over, what's up? I mean, I already mentioned like spin-off Melvin and Fingerbones, like uh, the adventures of yep. those yeah. mediocre boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, if we do a second campaign, um, of, it would be set in the same world. Uh, I've thought of a couple of different aspects, you know, because I I expect there to be some untied threads or some, you know, right. still loose threads at the end of this campaign. That's fair. Just yeah. things that, you know, they're not going to get touched on. Like, yeah. it, it's not paramount to the story at hand. It's like real um, life, ships passing in the night. Sometimes you just meet a person and you never see them again. Oh, it's yeah. sad. Sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... It, I mean, it's it, life, I guess, yeah. I, I, I don't know, you know, and there are things that could happen. Like, right now, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I, I mean, it's up to you three. Right. Uh, so I say this knowing that you three could very much change the outcome of what I'm about to say, but Eddie could be a bit bad in some other campaign. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. Who knows? You know, I've also thought about going back in the timeline of the overall all world and putting y'all on a different continent, and, you know, like, maybe a campaign set around the time where the blue moon was summoned. Mm. You know, what's going on in the world at that point? I so see. I have a lot of different, you know, I have I have the eras of the world kind of figured out as far as, like, the order that they happened in. Right. I've also thought, you know, what if I just throw it far into the future and do, like, some kind of, you know, uh, steampunk, cyberpunk-style you know, lasers and liches style yeah. campaign. Who knows? Every song we write has wubs and dubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could just be like, you know, focused on, okay, like we have symbol in our time, but like go back to when it was Siren and we right. play a campaign where Siren's involved. We yeah. play a campaign where Stremlot is involved. Yeah, all of us are so focused right now and just, like, getting to the end of this year. <laughs> We've like, got to yeah. finish this up first. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. But there though. are ideas. Yeah. Um, all right, well, Sarah asks, and we're almost to the end here. Sarah asks, what was your favorite Chaos Sauce song from this year? And I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's 2020, but I'm also kind of going back to, like, since the last Mailbag, maybe, too. But I'll leave How, it up. Was that a year ago yeah, that we yeah. did the Mailbag like or two years ago? the beginning of 2019, so almost oh two years ago. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, uh, I mean, it's not a Chaos Sauce song technically, but the Ruffalo <laughs> Wild Wings. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good one. Man, that yeah. one just gets it's me came going. together so well. Yeah. 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 I would say episode 45, the Dream song, Bardic Dreaming or whatever, like... Mm. <laughs> 
like just yeah i mean if you're including the 2019 stuff then that's definitely yeah. a candidate so. just because we didn't we didn't really think anyone would be into it and then like so many people were like what a great <laughs> song like, the most there. positive response we've gotten like in a right. long time so seriously that and um the other like uh Spicy, sweet, and keen. The one that we wrote that's like, they're spicy, the hype up they're song. sweet, and they're keen. Oh, so that so one. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I got to let loose on guitar a little bit more in that one, which was kind of cool. And like, I don't know, I really like kind of the vibe that that one has. Yeah. Um, and man, just to bring it up, I know I'm, I'm hogging the airtime here, but like the song that Gareth wrote. The... I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That, yes. Like every time I think about it, it gets stuck in my head and I am not uh-huh. upset yeah. about it. Just a good little. I don't know, just a little piece, you know, just a little like, oh, all right, Gareth, I see what you're kind of going yeah. for. But anyways, sorry, <laughs> what what do you guys think though, Allie, Kyle? Um, I really liked the uh, sneak, 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 sneak <laughs> it up. Yeah. Um, just because it started with that like that one synth bass line or whatever that you did. Yeah. Um, so that one was real fun. I had a lot of fun doing the Stargazers like yes. reunited thing. Yeah. Just kind of taking what Kyle did so many. So many episodes ago, <laughs> right. and saying, "Okay, like, where really can cool. we go from that?" And yeah, um, it was just like very special, also. And then it got a, a great response, and I'm glad it made so many people happy. So yeah, those are two of my favorites. Yeah, that one definitely, like the Stargazers, was recording it. It felt surreal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know, like about you guys when you guys did your parts, but when I was in here recording my vocals and the guitar for it, it was just like you know that kind of feeling you get when you like you can like very clearly see yourself doing the thing that you're doing. And it kind of, I don't know. So a little backstory about me, myself, Goodrich, like I get deja vus very frequently. I'm not sure why or like what that, what that's all about, but like, I don't know. I had like one of them while I was recording and it was like a very like peaceful, I don't know. I'm getting like real out there, but yeah, (laughs) no, that was a lot of fun making it. I think I posted on Instagram or something about like mixing it. And that was like, a super awesome. Yeah. Fun time. Those were that one. And the, um, the, you are loved, one yeah. Yeah, just like was, was very emotional like just writing it and, and stuff like that um, yeah. just with both stuff going on in my own life and then kind of like knowing the fan base and, yeah. and feeling like it was something I was really happy to put out yeah mm-hmm. yeah, uh, definitely uh, you know I echo all of those sentiments um, <laughs> one of the ones I really like and like it caught me off guard listening back through the release of volume six was horsey horsey oh yes yes <laughs> <laughs> just uh, oh, yeah Mitch. just thinking about that whole scenario and I don't know if I talked about this uh, in the actual show but I was really hoping y'all would be a little bit more drastic with your magic to summon the horse back oh, because no. I was really hoping that I, I mean like I haven't talked about centaurs or anything in my world but oh, if no. you had done the thing that had made a centaur like I transported the horse <laughs> back there but there was a dude riding it and right. they got like you know what's what's the splinched. thing that they splinched yeah that's yeah. it thank you uh, you know they'd splinched together and you three are the reason centaurs exist in the world uh, I just think that would be but like so how fun. would you make more of them though like there would be a centaur like <laughs> that would yeah, well, that's it, evolution's I mean, I mean, yeah, if right. it changes their DNA, then you know uh, they just right. do, yeah, you know yeah. get going. Fair, fair. I don't know. <laughs> Nature uh, finds a way. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, real quick, we got a couple more, and then and then we'll get to you know kind of the end part of this little thing we're doing. Um, Steph asks, "Have you written any songs that you ended up not using in the show?" Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we've never started a chaos sauce song and then 
have trashed it and started over. Like, because of the nature of the show, yeah, we just can't. Like, we have to. Gotta make something. Like, yeah. I think there may have been a few times where, like, Spurrier has sent out his initial draft, mm-hmm. and we've been like, uh, maybe, but, like, it's never But anything. inside, we're all saying it's trash, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's happened to all of us, not just you, No, Spurrier. no, no, I know. Like, we've all had plenty of ideas. <laughs> if you're on the Patreon, I try to talk about it. Like, I've started to kind of release the initial voice memos and stuff of, like when we're coming up with songs because we have them now because we're have to yeah gotta be allowed to let them evolve and pieces of them die right. and whatnot else so. so but it's never like a complete song that we've like made and then are like actually that's terrible yeah. never mind probably the only thing like that or like it's been a while but there have been a couple backing tracks like back in the day where I sent it to Goodrich like no uh, <laughs> yeah there's only um, been like maybe one I think I was gonna say like, like one maybe, maybe two. two and I think honestly one of them like I think one was the original cafeteria theme and that became Garrus theme so it still wound up getting used uh, um, yes. I think there's like maybe one other but yeah yeah because it was all like funky and I was like we're eating lunch man like it was just like yeah. just chill it out <laughs> like alright well I'll just use it for Garrus it's a funky meal yeah. but of course these days and even then it's like if it doesn't work well find a way to make it work because there is no time to write a new piece right <laughs> so um, yeah. all right well uh, second to last Todd asks I forget but did Raz ever get rid of all the hair he was collecting or did it come back in time with him I definitely have that hair it's, yeah it's all in your pocket my pocket mixed up <laughs> yeah. uh, all right and the final question is uh, from Alice how do you break down world building do you sit down and have it all at the beginning of the campaign or have you been building over time building over time I'm still building um right I don't think I've <laughs> I don't think I've even fully fleshed out beats art. I think there's still some aspects of it that I'm like, I, I'll get to how that area works right. at some point. As far as like my actual world, I do have all my continents figured out. I have the the major governments that are in play there and, uh, you know, the eras, the timeline like I was talking about earlier. Right. But, you know, I, I did get to flesh out a little bit of, you know, some small aspects in BH1 because there was, you know, touring around all of Algar. Right. But I I like to start kind of zoomed out and then zoom in. I have an appetite for over-promising and under-delivering, I guess. <laughs> I think you're doing great, Kyle. You're doing Thank you. I fine. appreciate that. And uh, actually, JK, there's one more. Nettle.Springs uh, asks, and this kind of ties nicely into, you know, what we're about to do with this song, is mm-hmm. how have your band's style, technique, and lyrics changed since starting Bombarded? Is Linby different now? And a more appropriate <laughs> question maybe is, is Linby still a thing? Is Linby. Yeah, is Linby uh, is. I think Linby is just chaos sauce at this at point. At this point, yeah. pretty yeah. much. <laughs> Especially with you know the pandemic and the way the world is, like we're not, we wouldn't even try to play shows if we could. No, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think at this point with like songwriting, I mean, we've all pretty much adjusted to the relay kind of way we're writing songs yeah. of just sharing ideas. I definitely do miss the atmosphere of us being in the studio, coming up with songs in front of each other. Mm-hmm. I was listening to a song exploder. Uh, they were talking to Billie Eilish and her brother, who's like her you know main collaborator. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like, they put it very well where it's like writing a song with another person is an extremely vulnerable experience. Like, um, I know with us, we're writing about ridiculous things and bombarded. So it's like not nearly as personal as like her writing about mental health and like things like that. But like, yeah. it's very, I don't know, I feel like you learn a lot about a person when you collaborate artistically with them. Mm-hmm. And like with oh, yeah. us, we've been doing it for so long together that. 
it's hard to imagine us in any other capacity other than like, you know, the friends that we have become and like the artistic people that we are and that we know. Yeah. I, I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm just rambling. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that all, yeah, that kind of is, is how I feel too is, um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I would say all of that. And then just the idea that I think one of the biggest things we just, we have to keep creating constantly right. and not in a bad way. We just have to, if we're yeah. going to do this show. Right. And so rather than like, oh, we're going to focus on 10 to 12 songs over the course of like two, three, four, five years, maybe. Instead, it's like we have new content every two weeks and we've yeah. written dozens and dozens, if not close to a hundred songs now. And like with all yeah. the stuff that I've written and yeah, it is banana nuts bread. How much <laughs> we've put out. <laughs> I, I would be curious as to like, if we did just a Lindby album from scratch, like what the songs would sound like compared to mm-hmm. like the, our last album drive or something like right. just like so many new ideas. And we've all, yeah, just like had, so much extra time building or creating new new songs and getting more practice in that yeah. of adding our own ideas into it. Yeah, it also feels kind of like Bombarded kind of, I don't want to say saved Linby, but I mean, you get to a point, right, when you're a band, and I mean, we were already there, right, when we made Bombarded, which is like, okay, we made an album, and we released the album, and we've been playing shows. Oh, boy. And it's like, to what end, though? Like, are we just having fun? Are we, like, really trying to, like, make it, make it, and, like, start touring? And, like, when do you yeah. get tired of it? When does it become unsustainable? And so, like, and we were already of the mindset of, like, shows are really fun. And, like, I love playing shows. Like, I love playing shows with you guys, for sure, yeah. because, like, we have a ton of fun, and, like, the live experience is vastly different than the studio experience and is a lot more energetic and different sorts of fun that you have but like we were kind of already the mindset of like I like staying home in the studio (laughs) (laughs) I like not being out till two in the morning and coming home reeking of the bars and like having to shower and like being exhausted the next day with no voice and it's like with Mm -hmm. this it's like we can hang out and still have fun and like make music which is like the core of Bombarded is like from the person who probably spends the most time with bombarded content like it is it has definitely (laughs) been a double-edged sword of like i've like wanted to just like throw my computer out the window and be like i'm so tired (laughs) and i just want to do something other than like editing but in other times it's like things are so bad right and like you get news or something or like you get stressed out or like you get 2020 thrown at you and it's like instead of scrolling like what is it doom scrolling or whatever yeah doom scrolling (laughs) right instead of like doing any of the other things that would contribute negatively to like my mental health I've been able to rely on Bombarded to give me an outlet to like work out my frustration or to just like give me something to do and I think Mm -hmm. songwriting and editing and stuff has been both of the you know rearing its ugly head and also the safe place I can go to. And I think that that's valid. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. And also, I mean, we've gotten a lot of, you know, very awesome messages that, you know, people... Oh my gosh, yes. ...feel the same way that you're talking about right now, where it's like, yeah, your your show has gotten me through, like, you know, a tough time, or thank God it's Bombarded Tuesday, you know, and so... That's kind of one thing that drives me a little bit is, you know, knowing that people are excited about this show coming out, which Mm -hmm. is still bewildering to me, even as I sit here and talk about it, because at the end of the day, I'm playing D&D with my friends (laughs) and uh, y'all are wanting to listen to it. So thank thank you for it's kind of the cyclical thing that happens. And uh, yes, thank God it does. 
Yeah. Thank God it does, especially this year. Yeah. And to like expand upon that, just also hearing from people that are getting inspired to start making art of you know oh, themselves, yeah. like learning an instrument, using the theory to help them figure stuff out and like picking up, you know. That's why we're doing this. That's literally well, yeah, right. I mean, we're doing it to yeah. have fun, but like music <laughs> is so important to not just us as musicians, but I think we all feel like to every single person, like it, I don't know. It's truly magic. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there it is. is. It's the magic all along. If you've sent us something saying that you're enjoying the show, thank you so much because we uh-huh. read every single thing people send us. And yeah. it is very inspiring, especially during this year. It has been <laughs> challenging to say the least. So <laughs> yeah. thank you very much. Uh, mm-hmm. And with that, we say time for the song. Yeah. <laughs> song. Sorry to wax poetic there at the end and the beginning. Yeah. So, but it, yeah, it's know. been a year. So, uh, yes. you wax on, it, you wax off. Right. It's fine. You get it. So, the theme for this year, uh, since, you know, this is bombarded and plugged and we're doing this acoustic, is uh, there is a little theme that we've all heard probably during this oh, gosh. Uh, year of 2020. <laughs> and uh, we decided to make a little song based around it and we hope you enjoy we didn't roll the chord dice or anything uh we, we just we had the melody so Spurrier yeah. put chords to it and we sang it, and it actually was something i did randomly a while ago we were doing an episode and we remembered that we had it it's like oh let's actually finish that right. yeah and it seemed like a very fitting thing to do so so here it is see if you can guess the theme and we'll be right back after this song cool bye I zoom and I zoom and I zoom And I don't step outside of my room My noodle's cooked all the way through, it's true And I can't take my mind off of you I zoom and I zoom all night long Cause I know going out would be wrong If we can't be face to face or embrace This'll have to work out in its place Zoom, zoom, <laughs> zoom, zoom. 
Zoom, that was. <laughs> I drive a Mazda. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. That was indeed the Zoom theme. Zoom, so Zoom, So hopefully Zoom. it yeah. makes it a little bit more palatable. That's going to wrap up 2020 songs, right? Uh, no, actually, no. Kyle. What? Ooh. Oh, so. Uh, really? This is a great time. That's not all? <laughs> but wait, there's more. I was ready to apologize <laughs> for the first song of the year. Oh, man. Can you even? <laughs> so do you remember how, like, terrible my dice were rolling at the beginning of 2020 like they were trying to tell us like yeah. just stop it's <laughs> like, coming go A back omen upon us. oh man so no uh so on december 15th we will be releasing a little sort of holiday variety show where we're going to be doing a variety of things talking about <laughs> i'm not really sure really what we're going to talk about besides just eating <laughs> some holiday snacks in character for those of you who are over on patreon.com forward slash bombarded cast which i want to take a moment oh. to thank ever all of our patrons right from this year uh we started it at the beginning of the year and holy hot dogs yeah uh, it is just gone wild so thank you all very much and of course thank you to our patreon producers jp Anki, kelvin horatio pat tang bizgar and caitlin best yes, yes. y'all are fantastic and everyone's fantastic you at home all the patrons but yeah for those over on patreon who are familiar with snack of all trades Essentially, we're just going to be doing a snack of all trades, but instead of it just being Symbol and Yashi, Uh-oh. Randy and Uh-oh. Razzle are going to come yeah. in the mix. Uh-oh. It'll be all holiday-themed. That's true. It'll be delightful. Yes. And uh, and also, we have something to announce uh, that will be coming out around this time, I think. Um, mm-hmm. We have indeed collected the songs we've made over all the one-offs, and we've put them into an album. Tanner's done his thing. Masterdom. Thank you, Tanner, as always. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be available on the Bandcamp. They're going to be available on the... Uh, All the um, streaming services. Yeah, All the places. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's fun. Happy holidays. <laughs> and we will have a song for the next episode. It won't be a wholly original song, but it'll be a reimagining. It'll be a reimagining. It'll be a fun yes. song. We're just going to, like, take it easy, like we said. We're tired. We're taking a little bit of a break throughout the holidays so we can just muster up the strength to continue the adventures of both. <laughs> Of the barns. This sounds so bad. I don't mean to sound like so put out. I'm just so tired. Like all the time. Oh, next man. year will be the 2020 once instead of the 2020s, and it'll definitely be better. So 2020 once upon a time. Oh, <laughs> yes. So cool. Once upon a time, it wasn't 2020, and it was great. Oh, jeez. 2021, let's just have fun. Right. There you go. <laughs> All right. So that'll <laughs> yeah, do it. No, that's somebody else's thing. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, careful now. Uh-oh. So that'll do it for us here at Bombarded HQ. We hope you've enjoyed this uh, mailbag section. Yeah. This is Goodrich signing off. This is Kyle. I'm going to sit here and talk for a minute to make Goodrich's sign off. <laughs> a little awkward. <laughs> so, no, I'm kidding. Oh, Let's get no. out of here and uh, bye. 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 bye.